You're listening to Episode 9 of the Sustainable Minimalists Podcast. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hello there and welcome. Today we are tackling the bathrooms. We are minimizing and then we're organizing and finally we're making our bathrooms more sustainable. I'm here to help you declutter all the stuff hiding in our bathrooms that somehow have a way of accumulating, and I'm also here to offer best practices from an environmental standpoint. Now first, where does all the clutter come from? Well, that's easy. There are cosmetic subscription boxes like Birchbox, which, let's be real, is essentially just clutter sent to us monthly. Cosmetics and lotions are also common gifts we give to women. Then there's medications that seemingly expire the moment we purchase them. This is why bathrooms are clutter havens, and this is why I recommend doing a deep clean of all our bathrooms once per year. Now, I'm not about throwing out stuff that's perfectly good. No sustainable minimalist is. I am about guiding you through the clutter and leading you to a place of simple simplicity on the other side. Now, this episode is chock full of important information, but rest easy. There's no need to get out your pen and paper. I've got it all written down for you in the show notes, which you can find at mamaminimalist.com forward slash zero zero nine. On next week's show, I'm giving you the homemade cleansers and shampoos and lotions I use that have replaced many of the beauty products in my own bathroom. So if that's something that interests you, be sure to check it out and know that homemade beauty products are always more sustainable than their commercialized counterparts because there's no plastic involved. First things first, step one. Let's get minimizing. Now, I want to start with the medications because your medications are very cut and dry. It's black and white. Either it's expired and it must be discarded or it isn't expired and you need to keep it. Now, I'm willing to bet that unless you've taken a good hard look at your medications recently, most of the items in your medicine cabinet are woefully expired. So after you go through and pull out what needs to be discarded, stop before flushing them. There is a sustainable way to discard of old medicine, and it is not by flushing it down the toilet. When it comes to expired or no longer needed medications, both the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the Environmental Protection Agency discourage flushing most meds down the toilet. Pharmaceutical reliance is growing at a rapid rate, and flushing our drugs pollutes our water supply. Water quality experts are increasingly concerned with water pollution in the form of chemicals from prescription drugs. So most medications can be disposed with your household trash. Just mix the prescription in with something unpalatable like coffee grounds or cat litter and put it out in your trash. Now, that's for most drugs. If you have some particularly lethal 
drugs in your medicine cabinet that you definitely don't want a pet or a child getting their hands or paws in, that's when you pick up the phone and you search for a local drug take-back program. If you can't find a drug take-back program, contact your local nursing homes and inquire whether they will take and properly dispose of your unused medications. Now, if you've exhausted these options and all else fails, that's when you flush, but make sure flushing your medication is a last resort. Next, tackle your makeup. If you don't use a makeup item regularly, get rid of it. Unopened items can be donated to women's shelters. And if it's opened, there's really no choice but to discard it in the trash. You could, if you're feeling adventurous, repurpose it into a neat art project for your child. Otherwise, scrape out the makeup and recycle the packaging. Now, even the stuff you do use regularly could be expired. Here are some expiration guidelines. Concealer lasts for only a year. Powder, two years. Foundation, between 12 and 18 months. Pencil eyeliners, three years. Lip liner, three years. Eyeshadow, up to three years. Lipstick, up to three years. And mascara only lasts four to six months. Now, I've written all those expiration guidelines in the show notes, mamaminimalist.com forward slash 009. But the takeaway is this, makeup doesn't last all that long, so either use it or lose it. Moving right along to towels. There is a lot of conflicting information with regard to what the quote unquote right amount of towels per household is. And so I suggest you ask yourself, how many towels does your family actually need? For my household, there's four of us. I keep two sets of towels per person on hand. I also keep some beach towels, but that's it. And when it comes to sheets, I keep three sets of sheets per bed. Two sets are cotton and one is flannel. We live in the Northeast and winter is frigid, so flannel sheets are a must. But if you live in a warmer climate, I argue that you can easily get away with just two sets of sheets per bed because one set is on the bed and the other set is in the wash. So simple. Now, once you've determined which sheets and towels you're willing to part with, Know that Goodwill and the Salvation Army will happily take sheets in towels that are in good or very good condition. Now, I've said before on the podcast, we are not about giving our ratty-tatty stuff to Goodwill. So if you do donate, make sure your sheets and towels are in good condition. Now, if they're in rough shape, you can donate them to animal shelters that will repurpose them into beds and toys for the animals. I like to keep some towels as rags and some sheets as paint cloths and trunk liners. I have a dog who loves to get dirty, so I'm always sure to have some towels and sheets on hand, and I store them in the garage. So moving right along to nail polish. I had no idea, but the EPA considers nail polish to be household hazardous waste. That's thanks to all the toxic chemicals in our little bottles of color. So tossing our nail polish into the trash 
or recycling bin, that's not an option. And flushing it down the toilet certainly isn't an option either because we don't want to contaminate the water supply. So because nail polish is considered hazardous waste, it needs to be disposed of in a responsible manner. Earth911.com allows you to plug in your zip code and it will generate a list of responsible donation centers for nail polish as well as other hazardous waste items you may have in your home like paint or electronics. So I'll link to Earth911 in the show notes. Now, bath toys. Ugh, my child's bath toys are the bane of my existence because... They get so gross and moldy. Now, if your children have bath toys, assess the stash. They might not be visibly moldy on the exterior, but due to a terrible flaw in the way they're manufactured, they're hollow inside and mold just accumulates on the inside. So you can attempt to clean them. You can let them soak in a vinegar and water solution overnight. You could also soak them in bleach, but... I personally would not soak my child's toys in bleach. It's too stringent of a cleanser. Just know that you may not get them clean, and there's really no option but to dispose of them. Going forward, I suggest not purchasing bath toys because they're plastic, they get moldy, and they're destined for the landfill. So instead of buying bath toys... Just look around your house and find items that could provide bath time entertainment. A quick glance in your recycle bin is a great place to start. We're moving right along to those travel-sized toiletries. Know that you can donate them. There are many organizations that will happily take your travel-sized toiletries. I'm highlighting one in the show notes called Operation Care and Comfort. It's a nonprofit that will happily take your toiletries and create care packages for soldiers abroad. Just note that the organization does take everything, but dental supplies and razor cartridges are items they consider in high demand. Now, when it comes to dental supplies, you probably have dozens of miniature toothpastes and flosses lying around from the dentist. Politely decline them next time you go to the dentist. And go ahead and politely decline that plastic toothbrush that they give you too. We will talk more about toothbrushes later in this episode when we discuss strategies for making our bathrooms more sustainable. The last set of items I want to touch on is our first aid supplies. Take note of what you have and what you need in case of an emergency. I have a list in the show notes of what I recommend you keep on hand, and I won't go into the list here due to time constraints, but please check it out at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 009. Check and see what you have on hand, compare it to my list, and if you have excess, donate it. All right, so we have successfully minimized the clutter in our bathrooms. Now we're moving on to step two, which is we're organizing what we've decided to keep. My personal motto is to minimize the non-essentials and organize whatever's left. So let's get organizing. Now, if you're drawn to minimalism for the aesthetics, remember this. 
Minimalist decor is all about clean countertops. So as you organize, make sure everything has a place that's hidden and out of sight. Then find one decorative item like a bowl of seashells or an orchid. Put that on display and you're done. You have just successfully created a minimalist bathroom. Now when it comes to organizing, put like items together and combine. You could purchase fancy containers or you could do what sustainable minimalists do, which is use what you already have on hand. Think baskets or jars. I, for example, keep all my bobby pins in a baby food jar. Now, I made the baby food jar look a little less baby food-ish. I glued ribbon around the middle, but it has turned out to be the perfect container for bobby pins because it has a lid, and so the bobby pins can't mysteriously walk away. Put all the Band-Aids, regardless of the size, in a single box or container as opposed to three boxes. Now, here are a couple other organization tips that have worked well for me. I use an old mason jar to hold all my makeup brushes. I use an old carabiner. I found it in the garage to hold all my hair ties. It's been genius. I use a kitchen utensil organizer inside my drawers to help organize and divide my toiletries. And I use an old tension rod underneath the sink and I hang my cleaning bottles, my Windex, my shower cleaner on the rod so that I'm given more space underneath for other essential items. Now, some other quick tips. Rolling your towels saves serious room. Towels look luxurious too when they're rolled. There's something about a rolled towel. It screams hotel room or spa. So find an old wine rack holder and roll your towels or roll them and put them in an old basket. Trust me, your guests will be impressed. Consider putting a lazy Susan under your sink to make items more accessible. And when it comes to your first aid supplies, Find a box with a lid and put all your first aid supplies in a single box. If you have young kids, you can even give the box a cutesy name like a boo-boo box, but make sure it has a lid. The benefit to this is if there is an emergency, you can quickly grab the box and you're not stuck searching for an item or items at a time when time may be of the essence. So those are some quick tips to help you get your bathrooms organized. I have photos of the organization strategies I use in the show notes, and I also have some other tips as well. Now we're moving on to step three. We've minimized, we've organized, now we are setting ourselves up for sustainability. As you minimized... And even as you organized, I'm willing to bet you noticed a ton of plastic and disposable items lurking in your bathroom. All our personal care items, like our shampoos, our body lotions, they all come in plastic bottles. Our cleaning supplies, plastic bottles. Our makeup containers, plastic. Then there's the Q-tips, the razors, the cotton balls. All these are disposable items destined for the landfill. 
The problem is that disposability is so ingrained in our lives. But the solution, the good news, is that the bathroom is one of the easiest places in our homes to cut back on waste. So as we look to the future and as we look toward getting more sustainable, here are some tips. Buy bars of soap instead of soap in those plastic pump bottles. Lush is a phenomenal company that sells shampoo bars and other beauty items in recyclable packaging or even packaged free. Use the cleaners you have in your bathroom, but then make your own. I'll link to the, quote, recipes I use in the show notes, but know that I use the term recipe extremely lightly because the cleansers I use to clean not only my bathroom, but my entire house are ridiculously easy to make. As a side note, they're also ridiculously more affordable as well. Now, if you have no interest in making your own cleaners, consider instead purchasing an eco-friendly brand. There are plenty of eco-friendly cleaning companies out there, and I've written and talked a lot about 7th Generation before. I'll link to that research in the show notes. Now, when it comes to personal care items, buy items packaged in glass or aluminum wherever possible, and support cosmetic and body care companies that avoid plastic. There are a bunch of them, and I will link to them in the show notes as well. Say goodbye to plastic toothbrushes. There are so many biodegradable options these days. I'll again link to my favorites in the show notes, but there's really no excuse to still be using a plastic toothbrush. So sanitize your plastic toothbrush and then save it. You could use it in the laundry room to help scour stains out of your clothes. You could use it to clean your computer keyboard or your car console, or you could even add it to your child's art supplies. The opportunities to reuse your toothbrush are endless, but just know that going forward, the sustainable practice is to invest in biodegradable toothbrushes. Now, when it comes to energy saving, Simple solution is to install LED bulbs in not only your bathrooms, but in all the light fixtures in your entire house. LED bulbs last forever, which means you'll be saving serious money, and they also save serious energy. If you're doing a bathroom renovation in the future, be sure to install motion sensor faucets and low-flow toilets and low-flow shower heads. And finally, the biggest sustainable change you can make in your bathroom is to make whatever personal care items you need at home. So you can make your own toothpaste. You can make your own lip balm, your own deodorant, your own shampoo, your own lotion, etc., etc. And spoiler alert, not only does this save ridiculous money, it's also the healthier option because you are saying no to the toxins that are inherent in so many of our personal care items. Now, this is the topic of next week's episode. I am talking about making personal care items at home with very minimal ingredients. And so if you're interested in learning more, be sure to check it out. It will be episode 10. All right, so there you have it. We have minimized, organized, and sustainified our bathrooms. 
This week's show notes is full to the brim of important and helpful information, as well as a bunch of links. So please check it out. You can find it at mamaminimalist.com forward slash zero zero nine. That's mama minimalist, M-A-M-A minimalist.com. Join our free community on Facebook by searching for the Sustainable Minimalists. And a big thank you to all of you who have left me such favorable reviews on iTunes. Thank you so much. If you haven't, but you like what you've been hearing, please leave me a review. It will take you 30 seconds and the good karma you get from such a selfless act will be everlasting. Thanks for listening. I will see you next week. Bye-bye.